worst week yet. And I'm not singing a song this week <laughs> because I am mad. Maria. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't I don't feel good, guys. I have a mad Guido. Coming the back. The Calabrese is coming out of me. <laughs> I throw something in a little bit. I walked into Maria's house and there was just sauce everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um. I got pissed. I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, welcome to the worst week yet bonus episode. Me, Maria's back. She's hanging out. She's sick. She's mad. I'm mad. Uh, we're everybody's mad. Um, and it's it feels good. It feels good. It got my blood pumping. We are glad to be joined by uh some some of our closest friends here. We've got back from exile, Ben. What's up, Ben? Yo, what's going on? Yeah, Twitter. They got me back, and I'm really. <sighs> I don't know. Maybe maybe it was best to be gone, but you know, here we are. <laughs> maybe it was best to be gone. <laughs> and also joining us is Kennedy. Hello, Kennedy. Thank you uh, for thank you both for responding to a tweet I sent out like twenty minutes ago. It's good to have you here. How are you, Kennedy? I'm good. You know, uh, the timing was just right, and I'm high, and I want to <laughs> yell about the same things that you wanted to yell about, which is really convenient. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's it all it all just fell into place. Now. It really did. Um, before before we get into anything, I didn't watch any movie I, for our bonus episodes. I always watch some movie that I've never seen before because like there's a million classic films I've never seen, and people are always like, "Oh, you should watch The Godfather," and I'm like, "Well, I watched Shrek instead." Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't watch it's anything the same this week. Story. It really might be. I don't know. I haven't seen The Godfather. I've seen Shrek now officially. You though. have to watch The Godfather. <laughs> there's a whole there's a whole trend on TikTok of I don't know if you ever seen. There's a Family Guy where Peter talks about he's he doesn't like The Godfather. So it's like that's like it's like a it's a trending sound on TikTok and people like uh, do a whole like song and bit just to that sound about Peter not liking Godfather. Mm. Wow. Never knew I had that much in common with Peter Griffin. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> well, no, he said he didn't like The Godfather. Oh. He never saw it. Oh, okay. And he never, and never, and he never saw the end. Oh, he just gave up halfway through? I like yeah. that. I like that a lot. That's what you should do when you do. <laughs> uh, Have you seen The Godfather? I've seen part of it, yeah. <laughs> I've seen like three quarters of it, and then I stopped. I saw the first two hours, and then I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. You gotta watch... God, you have to watch all three Godfathers, but you only got to watch the third one once. It's bullshit. It's what the if worst instead one. of watching all three Godfathers, I just watched that um, movie Gotti starring what's his name, John Travolta? Oh, that movie's great. <laughs> There's uh, no way it's great. I know. It's so bad. <laughs> I'm, about, I'm saying it's so bad. It's great. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. There's a TV version of Gotti um, from like the 90s starring Armand Asante that's fucking terrible and it's gotta be better than whatever John Travolta did. <laughs> I can guarantee you. I want what? them I just want I just want a face off sequel where John Travolta and Nicolas Cage are just the same people. Even though I think one of them died at the end of Face Off. Spoiler alert. Um but like I mean for the way that logic works in that movie, they could just very well bring him back, you know? Yeah, there you go. He didn't actually die. <laughs> It's just the movie. Just because he got shot 17 times and his face blew off. You don't know what you saw. Yeah, yeah what if he comes alone. back in the second one? He got <laughs> that was the whole premise. face off. That was the premise of the whole movie is that he comes back and then and then he just does mayhem. Caster yeah. Troy. Uh <laughs> Complete mayhem. Yeah, so listeners, if you were tuning in hoping to hear me talk about some fucking beloved movie that I'm going to either pick apart or not understand, uh, you're going to have to wait. Sorry, Lloyd. Lloyd, tell him that he needs to start watching Flavor of Love so we can start I've doing seen that. all of Flavor of Love. Okay, but you, ha though you have to start <laughs> taking notes so we can start that part of our pod. I've not seen The Godfather or Gotti, but I have seen all of Flavor of Love. Uh, Did you see all I mean, three seasons, though? <laughs> We could just spend the entire hour of this recording trying to figure out one movie that we've all seen and remember. That would be fun for everyone. <laughs> be like, uh, what the, the fuck? The Fifth Element. Have you all seen The Fifth Element? I saw Fifth I've Element. It, but I don't remember it. Ah, I've seen it, it and so remember close. it. We were close. We were close. <laughs> <laughs> Multipass. <laughs> It's good. I like Bruce Willis enough. Uh, Bruce Willis actually. Um, Bruce Willis. Uh, there are only two good cops 
Uh, it's ACAB f- across the board, except for what's that guy, Christopher Dorner, and um, <laughs> yeah, we Bruce love Willis's him. character from Striking Distance, where he's a Pittsburgh boat cop. Christopher the- Dorner was the only one <laughs> that could infiltrate the police station. I've seen that. Was Sarah Jessica Parker in that? Mm, I don't know, but it, it's like it's in like the a Christopher Dorner conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> she was in the cabin too. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be part of the sex in the city. She was, right? yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> she was in on it. No, no, sorry, <laughs> no. S- SJP was in striking distance. It's a great movie. Um, there's yeah, a it's fun. There's a car chase around the city. Hell yeah! I can't believe she was within striking distance of Christopher Dornan. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of striking distance, not me, kid. I'm just a Larmer Avenue Dago. What? <laughs> That's what they say. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. You're quote, okay, I didn't realize you saw it enough to quote it. Yeah. Well, of course I know. My <laughs> Dude, my grandparents. Oh, you just remember the line with an Italian slur in it. It's not a slur. Oh, well, Dago is a slur. <laughs> but Larmer Avenue, the reason I remember it is because Larmer Avenue is where my mother's family's from. Okay. So, not me, kid. I'm just Larmer Avenue Dago. <laughs> it's not a slur if an Italian says it. It's not a slur. I can say it. <laughs> it was really hard to do the episode without you last week, Maria, because um, when you're not on the pod, I can't say your last name. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, we're not here to talk just about movies that some of us have seen and none of us remember. Uh, there's, there's, there's a bit of an event coming up. <sighs> I don't know if you've been paying attention to Twitter. The versus battle with Dipset and the locks. <laughs> we, that is what we are here to talk about. Yes. That's the event of the year. Oh, yeah. The David Goetta party. Uh, the David Goetta party. Wouldn't it be cool if the David Goetta party had every versus artist and they just did all verses all night at the David Goetta party? The David Goetta party is just like a um, rapper's only version of that scene from the end of Anchorman where all the different news channels fight. Yeah. Sure. Kind of. No. Yeah. Kinda, no. Right, so here's what, tell us what we're about to talk about. So this coming Saturday, July 24th, um, I know I have a comedy show that day, but some bunch of jerks planned some other event to take away from my comedy show. Uh, I guess that is that is what I interpreted as. They, they is did. That they're just they, trying to rain on my parade. Yeah, um, they, they quote <laughs> tweet you from behind a block. Uh, listeners, uh, you may remember that we have talked about uh, a little a little bit of a movement called Force the Vote once or twice before. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people that listen to our podcast aren't like real big on Twitter, which means they have no idea what this is. Which means they're living happier lives than <laughs> we are. Exactly. Um, so, you know, with Force the Vote, just to give a little background, uh, it was like, I don't know, an idea that they planned uh, that was like some people talked about it. But, like, for some reason, like, a couple days or weeks before the new Congress was sworn in, all of a sudden there was just a big thing online where everybody, we have to withhold the votes for Nancy Pelosi until we can force her to take a vote on Medicare for all. Like, that's what it was then. Since then, it has been, they have spun it and said that it was 50 different things, that it was some movement that had been worked on for months and months. And, like, I know it's a tactic that people had talked about, but, like, it wasn't something that anybody was pushing for even a month before. Like, it was a last-minute, last-ditch effort that was used as, like, a litmus, litmus test to say if somebody is, if a member of Congress is not willing to do this, they are actually your fucking enemy. Now it got. Hold on. Let's take it further. If if a random person you don't know on Twitter (laughs) is not willing to unequivocally support everything about this, they are your enemy. Yeah. Do you remember there was some guy who had like a spreadsheet of all the podcasters (laughs) and like who supported. Um, forced to vote, <laughs> no, but and it was amazing. like, and, and it was like mostly not. And then at one point they had this like, I don't remember. It was something like direct action, and then it was like those were the categories at the top of the spreadsheet, and the other was like traitor. And <laughs> at one point, like they had, I, I remember, I remember Chapa, who I don't really care for, like was like in the no category, and then when 
they asked for further explanation, it was like, Matt was like completely ambivalent and Will was like, I don't give a shit, whatever, it's fucking stupid. Like that's, yeah. <laughs> oh, and the best part is the guy making the list was from Australia who has <laughs> full healthcare. I don't know what his emotional investment was, but yeah. I bet you any money we weren't on that list. We're never on the tier list, the threat tier list. I, I bet know, you they dude. left us out of that too. You will be next time, I promise. Okay. There you. are at least like 150 people that are legitimately dumber for listening to our show. Like, we are <laughs> technically doing bad. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean we're doing bad? I think we're having a ball. We aren't even spreading disinformation or misinformation. We're spreading stupidity. It, we're spreading like, oh, something's happening and we don't know what it is. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so back to this force the vote thing. That. So force the vote, it was just, it was a big divisive issue. People were fighting about it for days. And then um, the day that they were supposed to uh, do the vote for Congress was the day January, after. Janu January 5th was the day before. Oh, it was the day before yeah. the insurrection. So as soon as the insurrection happened, that's all anybody was fucking talking about. It kind of got, it, it should have disappeared because... Yeah. It was the time that they could or couldn't have done that is gone. It it only could have happened at that moment. And the fact that, you know, the squad or whoever didn't decide to exercise that fucking option at that time. Some at of this them point, did, it's though. Crying over spilt milk. Some of them did, though. Jamal Bowman did. Corey Bush. Omar abstained. Omar. Omar abstained. Omar abstained from the vote. Like she gave like a, a non vote for Pelosi. And then on the second one, I think they all voted they for They all Pelosi. ended up voting. Okay. Yeah. So Jamal, so so what? Bowman and Bush said no. Uh, what's her name? Abstained. There was also a conservative Democrat. I think Connor Lamb voted no, but he's like a conservative Democrat. So he was doing it for completely different reasons. Oh. Uh, I think. I might be wrong about that. I mean, <laughs> but either way, what the, were they going to do? Well, the, the point is, is that after this happened, after Nancy... Pelosi won that election. The issue was dead. There's no point. You can be mad about it, but like acting like, like it, it's just, it's over. Like it, it has been over since January 5th. There's no going back. There's no change in it. Like we just have to accept that that is what happened. But a few certain people who were big advocates of it can't stop fucking talking about it. And what I've noticed, and I don't like to call people grifters. I don't think that a lot of these people are intentionally lying about what they believe in. Right. I think they're just not realistic with themselves. And so people talk about this as if it's like this mission that they're on. Like, it's, it's so fucking strange to me to hear people like, well, this is why we should have forced the vote. Like, what? It's over. Right. Well, what, what, I, what I think it is, is like you have some people who um, their material interests are in controversy. So, you know, if you're riling people up, you know, that drives subscriptions. And I, I don't even know if it's like consciously disingenuous. It's just that it pays for them to just keep a certain emotionally uh, strong uh, topic, you know, going, especially if they don't have anything else. And that's not necessarily in the interest of, you know, a lot of their listeners, you know, to keep going after this, this freaking tactic, which has been made irrelevant fucking six months ago. And, you know, you see it like, and uh, we're behind a paywall here. <clears throat> so I, <laughs> yeah. I can say it like I was such a big fan of Brianna Joy Gray, but like when she... The fact that like she still brings us like there was some vote or some news story that Joe Biden said that he would uh, he he was no longer supporting a public option for health care. And she said like she quote tweeted that news story. And I, I don't remember the wording exactly, but she was like, this is why we should have forced the vote. And it's like the fact that the fact that Joe Biden is not supporting a public option means that he would not have signed so, a deal right. if it happened to pass Congress, which it also wouldn't have passed Congress if they would have forced to vote. Like, this is not actually evidence of you being right. This is evidence that forced to vote wouldn't have worked. Like, this is completely the opposite of what you're saying. And like I said, like, I don't think she's, I don't think she's doing that to, to get more know? followers. I think that, like, she's just fo so focused on on like like tunnel vision or something that it's like a trauma response okay. it is a trauma it is a stress response okay so we were talking about this 
uh, over the weekend because I went up to New York and I saw all like my Bernie bros. And these are people that like I worked with in 2016, 2017. Like we did organizing. Fucking AOC spoke at one of our events in December 2017 in Brooklyn. Like we were doing a lot of shit. And I was talking, we were talking to my one boy and he was like, look, he was like, a lot of people don't want to admit it, but like in 2020, we lost our way. Like at towards the end of Bernie's primary, like everybody lost their way. It was too because it was so stressful. Everybody was just like running, like making themselves like sick, you know, and we had no idea what the Democrat like we were not prepared for it. And we had to basically like that was a, a huge that was a loss. And and then we of course we couldn't like nobody could have predicted the pandemic. But um I honestly think that it's like there like because i had said like for like about three to six months i didn't know what i was gonna do after the can't like bernie campaign i just wanted to be done i was like fuck this I, whatever like i'll just do social work or whatever now i know what i i want to you know what i mean like i know where i can put that energy out and it's you know it's still the same shit juvenile justice but like i think that this is everybody having a trauma response to everything that's happened and they can't think about like they can't stay present in this right you have like they can't say i'm fucking mad i'm pissed off i feel like i have no control but also be rational they want to go back to the past they want to go mm -hmm. to the future of like well you said this and you said this about jimmy Dore or whatever and oh well i bet you any money that you're never gonna do blah 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 blah. like they're worried about all that shit when they're not worried about the here and now people are dying every fucking day i get it dude we need medicare for all we need it. But, like, they are reacting in this way where they're pushing everyone away. Everyone. And it's it not... It has this aspect of, like, when group projects just have, like, certain people that trample all over them. <laughs> any, anywhere in your life, work or yeah. school or any anything like that. It, like, it just feels like... Because the idea of doing something like Force the Vote or a march for Medicare for all, which we'll get into probably shortly, <laughs> uh, isn't like none of these things are particularly new ideas. Uh, DSA leadership was talking about like a possible force to vote um, in 2016 or 2018. Yeah, the I, think, last time. I think 2018. It was, it was like, yeah, I think it was 2018. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, so it's not like they were the first people to ever come up with this idea or something like that. It's like there were other people that had already, you know, been talking about, you know, hey, this is the strategy that we could pursue for years. And then like two weeks before the deadline, some folks come running in and go, hey, hey, we got here's what's going to happen. OK, right. we, we, you know, and just demand that it goes a certain way and then act like what the heck? Everyone's not on board. And it's like, no, some of these people have had their own plans to fight for Medicare that they've been working on for six months that they're just going to, or, or two years or five years, they're just, they're just going to keep working on and they're not going to be interested in your like two week pet project. Right. Plus yeah. the thing is too, is that like as much as people don't like AOC or, you know what I mean? They all, they call her, you know, like, Oh, she sold out. She sold out, whatever, whatever. Look, there's a lot of shit that AOC does that pisses me off. She fucking pisses me off with this Cuba shit. She's standing yeah. on the fucking side. Like, that pissed me off. And, and sometimes I just want to tell her, like, shut the fuck up. But at the end of the day, she's an ally. They're, like, we only have a certain amount of allies. And in, in I always look at an ally as different as a comrade. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I look at it as an ally as, like, you got to keep them kind of... Yeah, I wouldn't say I would trust them as much. I wouldn't, like, say that AOC was, like, a comrade that I could pull, put my full 100% trust in her or whatever. Because she's going to play the game. But, like, what you're asking them to do, like, they were, like, I mean, they, like, they already want her out, right? The Democratic Party wants AOC out. They want Ilya Omar out. They want all of them out. But, like, what happens when they're out? Like, what, so you want to push them out even more? Then what happens when they're out? There's just going to be centrist Democrats and we're not going to have any fucking allies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's their, you know, their, their assets, I think, sometimes is the word I like to use, where it's like assets, sometimes okay. they'll work for you, sometimes they won't. Um, yeah, and I think I had a tweet that rarely went like viral amongst the both 
FTV and anti-FTV people was like, if your whole thing is to primary AOC, like you've learned fucking nothing. Like, what do you think is going to come of that? These people have no ability to sort of gauge and understand like, or measure success and outcomes um, actually, you know who, do you know who Issy Green is? He works for Ilhan Omar. He used to work for, um, what's his name in Minnesota. And he said something interesting a little bit after the primary ended, which was, you know, we kind of based our assumption, you know, in the Bernie primary that if he won Iowa, if he won New Hampshire, if he won November, that there would be this momentum that would be carried into, you know, the rest of the states. Right. But he said, but he said we made a false assumption. And that is that the media has to be on your side. The media has to really carry that narrative. And if they don't do that, you're fucked. Yep. And there's no point which anybody was like, oh, all of these assumptions that we had carrying into the Bernie campaign, you know, with all the money that we raised and all the and all the work that we did, and we objectively did more work than anybody. Oh, hell yeah. We kicked ass. I mean, you know None what I mean? None of that meant shit in the end because we really didn't understand the game. And I say that about me, about everybody. Oh, absolutely. And going in to force the vote with the same fucking assumptions that were proven demonstrably false. Yeah, like about, the one about what would happen. Yeah, the one thing about. the one thing that a lot of people said was like, well, AOC could like go to the media and like she has yeah. like people love her, like people will listen. It's like no, 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 no. The media like to listen to her oh. talk about things that aren't f- directly affecting the people that pay for the media, like the healthcare companies. Like every fucking commercial on CNN is for a new prescription drug. They are not going to fucking get, be kind to AOC if she's talking about cutting into their profits like that's not how that works just because she's popular uh on like with individual people does not mean she will be given the benefit uh of uh positive coverage in the media oh no yeah it's people don't understand the divide that exists and it's like yeah our politics are really disconnected so we're in this place where you can have people like aoc in congress who can be considered far too left by all of her colleagues and far too right by a lot of Twitter. Both those things could be true mm-hmm. because that's our, our politics are really disconnected like that. Um, and it doesn't like to judge her based on that is just sort of absurd when it's like we barely have any victories that we're winning and we need to focus on like actually obtaining something or we need to agree that we're not doing electoralism, but we can't have both ways. Right. That's the most frustrating part for me. I'm an anarchist. I do electoralism for harm reduction because, you know, I've been poor my whole life and I've seen it affect a lot of people in my life. And I I know that, you know, there are things that you can do with the political system such that it exists to try to save lives. And that matters to me. But at the end of the day, like, I'm not attached to this stuff. But we have to decide if we're doing it or not. You can't be like, yeah. We need to force our allies out of Congress, but we're still going to try to get laws passed. What the fuck? (laughs) That's it. That's it. Exactly. That is it. That is it. Exactly. That's like what all of my fucking like qualms with this uh, mostly online movement are boiled down to that is that like what you are doing, what you are proposing is a government program in order to get a government program. You need people to pass the laws. So if you're just saying we can do this by yelling in the streets or on Twitter, that is like objectively not how that works at all. You cannot get Medicare for all unless you have people in Congress that will fucking vote for it. So like I I get if you don't like if you're an anarchist or if you just like aren't into electoralism, that's fine. But you will never get a government program without that aspect being a piece of it. And it like there's just there's no fucking room for a conversation like that like uh, how many people are like we need to get rid of AOC it's like anybody that is actually left enough that would not sell out and not play the game would just not get anything done because that's not how fucking Congress works like they're not even going to make it within like 20 miles of Washington they'll get thrown into the fucking Guantanamo Bay before they let them like get sworn in Oh, yeah. And if it's going to be possible, we need to move the conversation first, which involves doing stuff like getting people like AOC into Congress to talk about things. Yeah. You know, yeah. we need to like we need to get a bunch of progressive 
you know, people into these positions of power to talk about issues that are left leaning, even if they aren't full left issues yet, so that we can eventually have an actual leftist make it into the conversation, maybe. Yeah. Um, so just to like, so where we're at now, uh, we're recording this on Tuesday. Are you eating marshmallows, Kennedy? That's awesome. Uh, we're, re- <laughs> we're recording this I told on. You I'm fucking amazing. high. <laughs> <laughs> we're recording this on a Tuesday. Yeah, Maria. What does that mean? Going up on a oh, Tuesday. Oh, you're so sick, dude. I got your girl in the club, and she chooses. Maria's <laughs> Maria's laying down on the floor in a coffin right now. I am. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I am. So what I guess like maybe like a couple weeks, maybe a month ago, I started seeing stuff going around um, and we could it, it, we I just skipped right over something called the movement for a people's party, which like seemed to come out of the force. The oh, boat Nick, and- no, Nick Brianna has been on that before. <laughs> yeah. Nick Brianna was on that like in 2017. OK, I just started hearing about it with force the vote. And then like it seems like as soon as I started hearing about it, it already started losing relevance. I don't fucking know anything about it. So I didn't really want to bring it up, but it seemed like loosely connected to that um okay, let me explain it to you in 30 seconds okay it's like the worst podcast of 2020 <laughs> <laughs> that was way less than 30 seconds but i think you nailed it as somebody who has no way to know how accurate that is or isn't i think you nailed it um <laughs> I, th- I think i think kennedy actually goes to what you were talking about before where it's like the people can't decide what they like. Is it, do you want electoralism or not? Mm-hmm. And it's like, they choose the worst of both worlds. So they're like, <laughs> well, we don't want the Democrats, you know, but we're going to have another party, which first of all, it took the Democrats 200 years um, to build where they are. It was built literally during slavery. Like you're not going to do anything because you don't have the material conditions to do so. Like you're not going to, I don't know why these people think they're going to mount any successful, I think at best, maybe they'll have two or three people in Congress to the point where they can actually like fight, you know, for like coalition wise. I don't know, but it's like, they'll just have to work with the Democrats though at that point to get right. Exactly. Yeah. I just want to be clear too. They're not going to have two or three people in Congress because go look at the track record that the green party has Mm -hmm. in terms of getting people into Congress. It's very poor. And the green party is a thousand percent more serious than the movement for people's party. Mm -hmm. And I say that as somebody who does not take the green party very seriously at all, because I've, been around and not because I don't like a lot of the people involved with it, but because I've been around the inner workings of it and I know it's a mess. So if the Green Party is a god dang mess and couldn't get Howie Hawkins to beat Kanye West, <laughs> right, um, then, then movement for a people's party is not getting people into Congress. That's a pipe dream. Yeah. No, it's even that guy, Ryan Knight, was like, man, this friend of the pod. People, yeah, people's friend of party the pod. thing. Is- <laughs> He skipped and right he, past the DSA and came right to the worst week yet. To Leninism, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's actually how we became communists, is we learned, we learned for, about communism from Ryan Knight. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my, yeah so even, even that guy was like, man, this, this, this isn't working and left. <laughs> so it should tell you what mm-hmm. is going on there. Yeah. I think hopefully that, you know, some people will see this and realize that, no, we need to just dump electoralism in general. Yeah, like, you know, that's a strategy that I don't agree with, like, personally believe in. But, like, also, like, I'm not, I'm not, like, if people are anarchists, if they don't want electoralism, that's fine. But... Like all this talk from people where they're like, we need to burn the whole system down and get Medicare for all. It's like, no, 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 no. Hold on. You can't get a government run healthcare program if the entire system gets burned down. Like those two things cannot both happen. Um, like, and uh, it's. So- I think, and that's the thing. That's why I think it's just people's reactions because they're not thinking rationally. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because here's the thing. I. I get mad all the fucking time. I have changed my party registration 50 million times because I hate the fucking Democrats. And I it, it's, it, bar- it embarrasses me that I vote Democratic. Um, but at the same time, like, as much as I want to blow the system up, then we have to focus on mutual aid. 
and we are not in any fucking shape for everybody to take like it, we're not and and that's the thing is like they have to understand like you're not if you don't want electoralism and this is what you you know what i mean then you have to pick like what else you're we have to take care of each other Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be fucking mutual aid. Yeah, if you burn, also, it, if you in, dis, dismantle the entire system of capitalism tomorrow, I get that that's a nice thing to say. But also, how do you feed the ten million people in New York City a month from now? Explain it. You have show, to plan it like, out. Show you your have work. to like, plan <laughs> it out, and you can't get anybody to my, plan it out. My point is, is that they don't act. That people that say that don't don't even think about that as a realistic like result of what they're saying. Um, so I'm sorry, Kennedy. What were you gonna say? I was. Gonna say, I mean, they don't. I, I am an anarchist, but here's the thing. I, I've done like squatting and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and I I don't see anybody on Twitter that's prepared for like that type of hardship. Yeah, and that's like a fraction of actual revolutionary activity. Oh yeah. So, like you know, uh, go read like the history of the Zapatistas. And read about, like, you know, how many years they spent, like, in the jungle, like, sleeping in the rain. Yeah, because... like that to build a movement. Because, like, that's that's the kind of stuff that it takes. A lot of these people think that they can pull a revolution out of their, their hat. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really, like, honestly, before even forced the vote, let's talk about where this really started, which was Bernie or Vest. And those people Bernie or Vest? And, I remember those, that. Bert, what was the Vest one? It was the like the yellow vests in France. So they were like, yes. it's either oh. Bernie or we riot. And mm. those people turned out to be a joke. And those are the same people that are continuing to posture through all of these movements now. Are these fake revolutionaries who pretend like, oh yeah, let's burn the whole system down but aren't prepared for even a fraction of what that would actually mean. We do not have anything resembling a revolutionary core in America of people with the kind of skills, abilities, wherewithal, willpower necessary to deal with the hardships that come with that kind of activity, period. And not not only that, but, like, not only does it... So, like, essentially what people aren't aren't taking into account is the amount of material suffering they will individually go through as a result of the revolution they're proposing. Not only that, though, there are hundreds of millions of people in, in America that aren't signed, like, that, you know, people that fucking are barely getting by, like, raising kids in the suburbs or, like, even in a shitty fucking house in a whatever trailer park or whatever. Like, not only are you going to suffer with through this revolution, but so is every single one of them. And what what is your plan for them like yeah, they they might not like you have to sell them on this plan too uh that you're going to throw everybody into it's right. just like and at the end of the day how many of those people are willing to die to do this because uh, if you're if we're looking at a fucking full revolution do you know how many of us are going to fucking die in that yeah if you we abolish had- if you abolished capitalism tomorrow you would genocide 90% of the country look, doing so. I'm not like, saying I'm not I'm saying not, that's not a, I'm not saying that's right. a pro-capitalist argument. I'm not right. on the side of capitalism. I'm just saying like th- there aren't any fucking easy solutions to the problems that we have. It's not a fucking hashtag. This is a generational fucking building process and it's not going to be saved by some fucking thing you organized on Twitter for a month and a half. Well, I mean it was that the Medicare the march for Medicare for all, but then they had multiple problems with, I guess, what what was it? They hired a speaker who had a past is like a Matthew Heimbach. Matthew Heimbach, who's like, <laughs> we, it's like I remember I remember hearing like, well, they accidentally hired like a white supremacist, and I was like, oh, that sucks. And then I thought it was Matthew Heimbach. Like, that's like a household name in the anti-fascist movement. Like, if you know, like, bad. he's a serious Nazi. Like, if you how how you accidentally did that, like. It's embarrassing. Like you should be embarrassed. Hide in a closet for a year if you made that mistake. I don't even understand. How they should have just canceled yeah. it right then and there. Yeah. What'd you say, Kennedy? Well, we should be clear about exactly what happened because what's really embarrassing is not necessarily making a mistake. It's the handling of it, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because here's the thing: they didn't. First of all, they didn't hire him in the sense like he was just going to speak. That's a right. free thing, and it, it's all being run by volunteers. So some people just signed this guy up. And then told the larger organizers, here's our list and whatever, and he's on it, you know. And so some shitheads from wherever, you know, made this decision. What the problem was is that, first of all, they weren't vetting these lists at all. Okay. 
So they're so they're not they're not actually checking this shit, and they're making graphics and things like that without vetting. Right. So, you know, at the point at which I'm assigning someone to make a graphic for someone, I'm vetted that person. Just even a quick Google, you know. (laughs) That's time that is being spent that is valuable, you know, at that point when you're actually like making promotional images and doing that kind of work, like that shouldn't get wasted. So you should vet that person first before it even gets to that stage. So no one vets at any point up to the point of them posting this promotional image saying, we've got one of the most known white nationalists in the country (laughs) speaking at a Medicare for all. You know, once they wrote that caption out, they really should have known better. (laughs) And then they go and get defensive about it. Yeah. That's where they really, that's where you completely lost people like me. Yeah. Okay. And, and a lot of Twitter. Cause I didn't know that much about March for Medicare for all up to this point. But once I see you acting defensive about this shit, I'm like, no, this, you're immature. Well, right. They couldn't just say we made a mistake, da 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 da, and go back to the drawing board or whatever. Throw somebody under the fucking bus. Do you, like, do you not pay any attention to politics? Like, just be like, oh, it was (laughs) this guy. We fired him. Like, well, right. But no, what did they do? They, they flipped out and they screamed at everybody. Anybody that had, that questioned it and, and made a comment about it, it was, you don't really care about other people's lives. You don't really care about Medicare for all. You don't really, you know what I mean? It was just this automatic, and you're right, that's when they started losing me. I was like, nope. Like, I mean, I was against the whole force the vote thing. I thought it was stupid. I thought it was dramatic. And I thought it was taken away from a lot of other things that we should have been concentrating on at the time. But. Like getting ready for our trip to D.C. the next day. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, boom, ching. Were, you, were you riding with Charlie Kirk's bus? Yeah, yeah. The- <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah. I didn't know you and- were on that tour. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, I got an opening job. You know, it's, it was tough to find. It was tough to find spots to do. Uh, well, in person. I don't know if you could say stand up, but I threw a couple jokes in. You know. Yeah. There you um, go. It was during the pandemic. You know, it's hard to find stage time. Uh, <laughs> but no, listeners, as you may have noticed, uh, we have started talking about the March for Medicare for All, and without like really a clear where it came from and how it got into the conversation, which. Oddly enough, is exactly kind of how I started hearing about the March for Medicare for All. Like, all of a sudden, this was just a thing that people were acting like had been around, had been planned for a long time. And, like, there may, again, with the force to vote thing, there may have been people talking about this, but it seems like they just kind of pulled this out of nowhere. Like, it was maybe a month or t- maybe two months ago that it was just like, oh, we're doing a March for Medicare for All. And, like, I get it. You know, with... With tactics, there's a million different tactics you can make to get to your political goals. Um, However, again, if you want to get a government program, what you need to do is figure out some way that the people in Congress will sign it into law. Now, as far as marching for something goes, if you remember last summer, there were a few marches uh, loosely (laughs) for police brutality to maybe be limited even a tiny bit. And uh, And all we got was uh, streets named Black Lives Matter Boulevard. So maybe we'll get a Medicare for all way. Yeah, All I got was maced in the face and then beaten in the back. And that didn't do... And there was objectively more people there. And yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. um, So March for Medicare for All is happening. uh, Last I saw in 52 cities and... This like there are some big biggish names in the online left attached to this stuff. There's some people that I is like. it Marianne Williamson talking? Yeah, uh, yeah, I believe she's on the is the Los Angeles keynote? one, and she's like a keynote speaker. I, I I don't know. I just saw her name on an image. I don't even know if it was real or not. Um, so these these marches all of a sudden <laughs> knows, have started. Right? Yeah, 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 really. <laughs> so these marches have just been planned all across the country in a. I guess a relatively short amount of time. I don't know. Maybe I'm just mis- uninformed about that. But it seems like it was kind of thrown together rather quickly. And with the mistakes being made with accidentally booking fucking white supremacist speakers and then not even having the wherewithal to not yell at people about calling you out for it, it seems like it was put together hastily and sloppily. 
That's just how it looks. I may be wrong. I don't know who any of the people are that organized it. But, like, from an outside perspective, this looks like a fucking shit show. You could say, sure, there's probably, like, a couple of people that were thinking about this six months or a year ago to make this happen, mm-hmm. whatever. Like, there probably are, like, a couple of those people. And so they'll say, oh, yeah, you know, we've been planning this for a long time because blah, blah, blah. Some people knew about it. But most people didn't know about it, and that's what matters. Yeah. And here's why this is so sloppy. And it's going to – every movement that's associated with this trend is going to continue to be sloppy like this until slash unless they stop doing this is that they won't work with any traditional organizers or organizations. That's the underlying theme of all of these groups that we're talking about. Um, Force the vote made it clear. They would not align with DSA if it meant compromising their strategy, even 10% to meet DSA's strategy in the middle, even though DSA, like I said, has been talking about force the vote for years and had their own ideas and were willing to potentially meet some movement in the middle and make something happen, but only if, you know, you also listen to the existing organization and the existing organizers. Right. This is how you end up with these completely knuckleheaded problems is by simply not talking to anyone who's done organizing. Yeah, that's what something I said when I saw this whole, did you see this whole thing where this guy was like, why is Nina Turner having a, a speech that on pissed the same me off. day? That's that is actually I, why we decided yeah, to do this episode. That, that's <laughs> where I yeah. lost it. I fucking and I lost my mind. Like, like, first of all, who the fuck do you think you are? Second of all, like, I mean, and also remember, like, I was offline for 71 whole days. I had no real knowledge of what all this was. And I think that should be a good litmus test. Like, if I'm offline and I think I know what percentage of the American public is on Twitter, like 18 right. fucking percent. 10 percent use it regularly. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, and you didn't reach me, who is still terminally online despite not having Twitter, and I didn't know about it. Like, you have a fucking knowledge problem. And Nina Turner is not, you know, holding her election via fucking Twitter poll. She's holding it with actual people who are voting. Um, and, but aside from, like, this whole, like, delusion of grandeur thing they have, it's like you said, Kennedy, where it's, they... They don't understand organizing as you building relationships with people. They they are they like, starting I from want- the point of my way or the highway. Yes, exactly. And, and that is like, why I said that I would never organize with anybody like that. And when it, in regards to juvenile justice, you can't bring people around like that to those. T- and I'm not saying that juvenile justice is any more important than Medicare for all. But, like, you can't organize with people around certain issues like that. No. You cannot do it. It does not exist. And that's why I don't. Like, there are a few, very few people on Twitter that I organize with when it comes to juvenile justice stuff. And they're organizers. And they're not involved in any bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, it is... Because this shit is... Organizing is a lot of work. It is emotionally draining. They have no idea. Like, they just don't get it. And, and yeah, they have an issue, you know, they have issues with the DSA. They have issues with this person. They have issues with that person. And the thing that pissed me off about the Nina thing is, one, there's not even a uh, Medicare for All march in her district, right? And, two, she's three weeks away from an election where the Democrats want to destroy her. They want to destroy her. And one of the specific reasons that the Democrats want to destroy her is that Nina Turner is the exact type of politician that will go into Congress and actually fight for Medicare for all. Yep. Like, yeah. If the option is Nina Turner coming to your march or Nina Turner being in Congress, one of those is much more likely to get you Medicare for all. It's still fucking long shot either way, but like... One of them is almost counterproductive right. to the other. And like, then they got mad at AOC because AOC is, I guess, going to... Well, she's a sellout, Maria. Oh, well, right. But yeah. I guess she's going to Cleveland um, during you know the march or whatever to help Nina canvas in her district, 
well, of course, AOC, she can't she can't respond to the Medicare for all march, but she can respond to Nina. This there is an election in three fucking weeks. I can't three believe it. Three weeks. weeks. If you are three <laughs> weeks out from an election, you are allowed to hold hold an event for your candidacy every day. I cannot believe that <laughs> Alexandria Ocasio Cortez is not willing to show up for these people that called her your enemy. Yeah, AOCIA sells out again. What? Which side do you want? Do you want her to come be your friend, or do you want to scream at her on Twitter all day? It's just, it's like people shared. Like our friend Sam. Sam gets in fights on Twitter. I love Sam. Um, she she got in a fight with uh, that socialist MMA guy. I don't really know who this is. Uh, yeah. But like she got, she just like posted something about like how the fact that uh, the Medicare for March for Medicare for all booked a white nationalist is not good. Like that was essentially like the gist (laughs) of what she said, like that it, that it was a bad sign or something. And like he starts commenting and then like, he's got fucking people that support him that are like coming at her. And then it like boils out into this whole fucking thing about where she is harassing a doing targeted harassment of a black person for, because she's fighting with him on Twitter about March for Medicare for all. Like, they're like, well, she's. Is, is this is this Suki's mom? She's like from she's yeah, from yeah, Suffolk yeah. County. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw the whole shit, and I really wanted to throw my fucking computer in the. <laughs> this is like, yes, Sam, uh, friend of the pod, former guest of the pod, uh, also a patron listener. Hi, Sam. Uh, Hi, Sam. We love you. <laughs> like, she didn't say anything that's not true. Like, <laughs> she's just like, and, and like maybe she's not being kind, but like you don't have to be, like you don't. You can't fucking start a movement or start something and like just expect everybody. Like they, they, it's like people feel entitled to to everybody being on their side, and it's like yeah. you're you're not doing anything yet. You have, and if you're not, it's because your dad is a real estate billionaire, and that's the only reason that you don't like me is because you're fucking rich. They were sharing yeah, yeah. her pro Obama tweets from 2012 when she was <laughs> when she was 14 years old. <laughs> like, calm the fuck down, dude. Like, yeah, guess who? Guess who else was a shit lib whenever they were 14? Every single one of us that paid yeah. attention to politics. That, some people. Everybody weren't. was a shit lib up until fucking 2015. Exactly. And if, stop lying if you say you weren't. Exactly. I was 31 years old and a shit lib. The only people that weren't are like those like crusty shitty punks that like like uh that fucking play guitar on the street and have like three dogs like they they were not they were not uh shit libs but also they're unbearable if you ever go to a party and there's a bunch of them there so you know what i'm Uh, you know i I, oh shit even more than you i guarantee a lot of them are shit libs. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I would never, I would never imagine because I, I remember the crust punks down in uh, Pittsburgh, like in the late '90s, early 2000s. They were always like cool as fuck. They used to because me and my my friend went to Pitt. and like late at night, they would always make sure we were cool. Like they walked us, you know what I mean, to our uh, what's it called? And we gave them cigarettes and stuff. I wouldn't never. The only ones that I knew, like, personally, like, actually, like, knew before they were crust punks or whatever, all had very, very wealthy parents. And we're just, like, LARPing as I want to live on the street and get face tattoos. So Yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah. A lot of that. Yeah. Um, And obviously, that's not everybody. There's plenty of actual Mm -hmm. poor people out there struggling, you know. Yeah, the, the, like, like, two or three that I knew are not indicative of the whole thing. But, yeah. you're going to tend to see those like people doing poverty tourism a little more visibly because they're doing tourism. And so they're out there. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, whereas like actual poor people, like uh, me and my like actual poor crusty friends, we were like farming and like, you know, out in the middle of nowhere and like not doing cool shit all the time because we were doing like mutual aid and organizing and like trying to survive and living a very like bizarre and marginal lifestyle a lot of the time. So like, you know, you're not like out there, like at the coffee shop every day, pretending to be a punk. If you actually are poor, (laughs) let's just put it that way. (laughs) Like, I, I think that it's like almost disingenuous at this point to, 
to expect people to have been right their whole lives like to like go back and find tweets from 2012 or 2014 and be like well this proves that you're not a real leftist or you're not a real communist or you're not it's like dude like literally every single one of us grows a little bit every day right. and it's either in a good direction or a bad direction so if it's been in a good direction shut the fuck up and let us keep getting better Right. Yeah, there was at one point, like, there was an argument between a bunch of those people, and it was, like, at one point, it literally just boiled down to, like, them, like, showing different screenshots of each other's, like, cringe tweets, and it's like, what, like, what are you doing? Right. Like, <laughs> what is the point of this? Right. What the fuck? Like, I went back and I searched Obama into my Twitter and found like a tweet from 2012 where I was like, Mitt Romney is going to take us back 50 years. I'm like, yeah, okay. I was definitely a shit lib. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Like I'm in a good place or I'm in a better place now. I'm still not even in a good place because I have no idea what I'm talking about half the time. But like we're all fucking on. We grow every single day. That's what you're supposed to do as a human being. You're yeah. supposed to learn and you're supposed to make mistakes and, and you're you're supposed to learn from them. And yeah, comparing what, what everyone's done five years ago to, you know, how they are now, it's just dumb. And then they get to this, you know, oh, well, she's just, uh, you know, like with Sam, like they were like, oh, you know, she's just a prick. Like they would talk shit about like how she looked. The, uh, the f- I think that the fact that she is an attractive person looking person is like why she gets all this like angry like yeah, men want to put her in her place yeah. kind of thing yeah. 100% well because anytime an attractive I'm just thinking about Sam head. listening to this podcast and hearing all four of us talk about how she's hot <laughs> <laughs> no first of all I didn't say that I said that's why they're mean to her okay. she is but that's why they're mean to her <laughs> anytime an attractive person gets ahead there's always a desire to just be like well that's why they got ahead period mm-hmm. right um and that they you know there there could be no other possible factors basically and anybody who has that attitude towards people is a piece of shit misogynist yeah. in general like you're 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 a trash human if that's what you think you know uh there's plenty of advantages and disadvantages that come with different things and being hot can be great in a lot of situations, but it's not like the end all be all of life. It doesn't just like guarantee you a good existence or something like that. Um, It doesn't even really guarantee you like a heck of a lot of extra engagement. A lot of the most popular Twitter accounts are run by bizarre basement trolls. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, there's, there's no proof whatsoever I remember when I remember when Kim Possible Facts posted face. I was like, oh fuck, unfollowed. Um, Really? (laughs) 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 But Uh, no, I mean, and they get mad about what is Twitter? We what did we say? Ten percent? Yeah, it's ten percent of the population. Like so that like again, people in the real like the real world have no idea about what's going on in left Twitter. Like none, none. And if you would tell them, they would think you were fucking nuts. Jimmy Gore himself could go to a target and nobody would know who he was. Like none. (laughs) And I can tell you right now as somebody like how, who I was very much online and I spent two months not online. And then now I'm online again. It's like, it's, there's no, like there's, it's two different worlds. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, there's like a a giant, like freaking wall from game of thrones in between like the two worlds of online and not online. They're different places. And the assumption like online Twitter should be used to discuss concepts and plan out tactics that might be applicable in the real world. Well, now you're tone policing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we should also use it for parody songs too. Absolutely. But and if like you think that these battles the, online, yeah, posting these battles online mean anything? It's not. No, sorry. Go ahead. And posting oh, yeah, when, in the fleets while we still can. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I plan on I plan on posting a, a whole. Uh, Was it August fourth? Is the last time you can do that? Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 That's the fucking uh, Twitter movement we should start get going is everybody post hole on the fleets on the last day. If everybody posts hole, then nobody can be embarrassed about it. Right. Yeah. That's fuck the general day. strike. It's post hole Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, it's post hole. If you don't Tuesday. get on board with this, you're a traitor. <laughs> 
and you're my enemy, and I can never organize with you. Just scrolling through, looking for somebody who hasn't posted hole and ask him how much their dad makes. I'm making a spreadsheet to see who posted hole and please. I swear this is for normal reasons. And everybody that didn't post hole, I'm putting you on a tier list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean... I, I just want to say, uh, to to add even a little more on the Benjamin's point, like, it's not even just online, offline. I have friends that are online, very online, but aren't on Twitter. And I will ask them sometimes, like, I'll get on, like, the gaming Discord, and I'll jump in the politics channel, and I'll be like, y'all heard about Force to Vote? And everyone's like, no. <laughs> And these people are all online, but they're not on Twitter. Yeah. That's the other, like, people don't even realize, like, that's how small the reach of this stuff is that you have with your current strategies. Could you have a bigger reach? Yeah. But with your current strategy, this is what you've got. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, there, you know, there's this one dude that, um, he has, like, all of these files on people. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. 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 It's, yeah. The fact that people go to this length and it's all comes from like disagreements Remember, about tactics or something. Like he yeah. got he got mad at us because we had Sam on. Yeah, and he was like, "I, I usually like the worst we get, but they had." I was like, "You never listen to us, you motherfucker." <laughs> yeah, that episode with Sam was fun as fuck. Like, yeah, you, you, if you're not even gonna listen to it, I don't want to hear your bullshit. Okay. Yeah, we didn't even talk shit or anything. Like. First of all, I'll defend Sam to the day I die just because she's from Long Island. That alone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, Long Island solidarity above all else. Above all else. Go Islanders. <laughs> uh, I, I think they're from Long Island, right? I just recently realized how long Long Island actually is. Okay, this is dumb. Um, Yeah, so I don't know what's going to happen with this March for Medicare for All. There's one happening in Pittsburgh. I think I'm going to go just uh, see... You know, I mean, it, I'll just say hi to everybody. It should take me maybe two or three minutes, and then I can fucking head uh, head out and take the ice cream truck out. I just, I mean, I want to I wanna at least be able to see... First what do you hand? mean take the ice cream truck out? Fucking take the ice cream truck to the march, man. Like, make yeah. some money. The, uh, my, the ice cream that I saw out of that truck is so overpriced. I don't want to bring it anywhere where there's, like, a comrade anywhere near me. Like, I'm like, I, you guys don't deserve to pay $4 for an ice cream sandwich. Chill out. Um, <laughs> this is part of what's frustrating, though, Andrew. You're going to go out. You're going to go out. You're going to hang out there. You're not going to go there with, like, a incredibly shitty attitude. If you meet some, like, nice organizers there, mm-hmm. you're not going to be a dick to them. I, I know. I can guarantee that about you. Right, right. Yeah. Right, right. But, but if someone hears this, they're going to be like, you're an enemy of Medicare for all. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like... <laughs> First of all, what we should do is you should go there, and if they can afford the sandwich, it means they're an op because nobody has that much money. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's the real litmus test is if they'll buy a $4 ice cream sandwich. It's like, up, oh, up. Oh. <laughs> but it's just like you – how – don't these people ever get tired of fighting? No, because that's, like, that's where they get their energy is from. Is it, like, that's why uh, – I generally don't think they know there's anything else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, and I, that's why, my like – theory about this is definitely that there's a certain type of person that's usually been radicalized relatively recently, but not always, <coughs> that feels like, oh, my gosh, things are so bad – that if I'm not angry all the time, I'm doing injustice mm-hmm. to all of the people that are suffering. That makes sense. Um, and that's a mindset that actually I can kind of understand how a person could get there. But it's not productive. You have to do something besides be upset. If you're not taking any time to take care of yourself, you're not going to be able to be a good productive comrade that is helpful to the movement. That time for rest, self-care, just enjoying things, laughing at stuff, having a good time, um, just uh, being nice to other people and just moving on from things. All of that stuff is important for you. Right. Uh, it's, a marath- it's a marathon, not a sprint. Exactly. So if you want to do years and years of organizing, you need to like, you know, not get into every fight. You need to log off and, you know, chill out sometimes. But 
people can't see that sometimes because they're just so paralyzed by the, all of this injustice that all they can do yeah. is just lash out in constant anger because they feel that anything else is inappropriate. Yeah. And it sucks because I really feel like a lot of these people, like, honestly, like there's a certain extent to which I really do admire what a lot of the people are doing with the March for Medicare, all the amount of time, the amount of passion, the length of time in which they've stuck with it is really, really admirable. Absolutely. And I don't think that we should take away from that, but I do think that there's like, it's like the, the, the 2% that is fucked up, like just kind of brings it all down. Yep. And that, and that like, it's like, like I said, it's, you build relationships. You can't build a movement on antagonizing people to follow you. Um, but it's like, if we took that energy that they have, which is actually good and I actually do think that these people do have and is great. And mm -hmm. like, I want that on my side. I think that would be, you know, just a beautiful thing that we could have. Yeah, it would be yeah. awesome. Maybe everybody needs to like smoke weed and <laughs> Maria. I will have a panic attack. Or, or do something like <laughs> everybody but me needs to smoke weed. Like distractions or something because you have Honestly, to take care of yourself. Get suspended for seventy-one days. Get suspended <laughs> from Twitter for seventy-one days, and I'm not even joking. Like it will fix your fucking brain. Everyone post hold the next day. Uh, <laughs> do a death threat. Um, <laughs> Well, I think I think we've talked enough <laughs> about this. Um, I I would say everybody should. I I think I'm full. I think I am in support. I think everybody should go to these March for Medicare for All because the I don't even know about the people organizing this shit, but like the fact that there are anybody that is showing up that like that is willing to go and go out to these places and like march in the streets for this. I don't think this is going to get us Medicare for all. I don't think this is getting us one single s tiny step closer, but like these are people that you want to know in yeah. real life that you want to have relationships with. And if nothing else, like the best that I think might come out of this is maybe we can all make a few new fucking friends and comrades. So um, this is my endorsement of the Medicare, the March for Medicare for all after <laughs> you would have thought it was going is. there. <laughs> if you want something like this to work, you're going to have to be persistent. Every mm -hmm. political movement that works out through the form of protest, it, is, it doesn't happen with one protest. It happens with a long series of activism. You know, mm -hmm. it, it, it takes years and years in many cases. Now, could it happen faster? Sure. But the odds of it happening with one march, pretty much none. Right. So if you want it to happen and you want to keep having demonstrations, then definitely listen to what Andrew is saying right now. Go make friends at these. And then y'all can be like, hey, so when are we going to do this again? And you start doing it regularly. Well, that starts to become a thing. Uh, yeah, I agree. And I think that's one of the mistakes that we made with the Bernie campaign is that it was like this life or death thing. And we should have known that like the odds of this you know, panning out the way we wanted to were slim. And we were trying to draw the wrong things out of it. We're mm -hmm. like, instead of building the relationships, like you said, instead of gaining knowledge, instead of, you know, building relationships in your town, you know, the route that you're knocking doors on, don't just say like, well, this is something that I'm doing to hopefully get Bernie to, you know, be the candidate in November. Do it because I want to get to know everybody on my block. You know, that's maybe really what we should have done. Maybe it's okay if we lose the fight as long as we're growing our army. Yeah. That's really, wow, that's poignant. The Where did you steal <laughs> that from? I don't know. I'm just killing that's, it right that's now. That's really good. <laughs> well, it, it's because the working class is not a sleeping giant. Mm -hmm. it, there's not a code word that's going to wake everybody up and suddenly everybody's ready to do communism because you said, the, you said Medicare for all on uh, MSNBC or whatever. Yeah. Um, would be you know, super we, cool, but it'd be yeah. amazing. I would love that. Yeah, I'd be like, to hell be yeah. clear. Do you have to wear a shirt when you appear on MSNBC? Because I, but, <laughs> never mind. Yeah, so I've got, um, I've got it in my rider. No shirt, no Andrew Hillary. Or oh. <laughs> you're like the you opposite. Have to, of... You have to wear a shirt that says "I love Joe Biden." Um. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's another thing that you sort of mentioned is that like is we had this massive fucking, you know, pandemic where, you know, half, more than half a million people died. I know I lost people. I don't know if you lost people. Yeah. But, but still yeah. didn't really move the needle on Medicare for all. And if, like, if that didn't, like, force the vote wasn't going to do it. Like, you, like yeah. it's, 
it's like we need a bit more than that. It needs to be actual structured organizing. And it's not just going to happen based on, you know, spontaneous revolts. 15 million people lost their health insurance in the COVID-19 pandemic. And how yeah. many of them went out into the streets? Fucking none of them. They just kept trying to survive. That's not, that is not enough. And most of them voted for Biden. Yeah. 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 Um, well, hey, if not Trump, if not Trump, <laughs> yeah, I was going to yeah. say, I was, you know what? Uh, at least a few voted for Joe George. Well, okay, um, I take, nobody voted for the Green Party. I'm sorry. I what take back <laughs> what I, I what I said today because, or maybe I'll just rephrase it because somebody said because uh, I said somebody asked me if I was going to the Mar Medicare for All March in Pittsburgh and I just laughed. I just can't stand the dramatics, <laughs> and now I feel bad because I really shouldn't have said that, but. I think that it, my whole thing is like, I, I don't have like room for any of that like drama. You know what I mean? Like in that just like chaos, like I have enough chaos at my job, you know, and like in my head at times that like, I'm just like any, basically I'm just trying I don't know what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get better. I think the I problem think with might... any movement is that the loudest and most obscene voices always rise to the top. That's why my brother thinks that every mm -hmm. feminist is a screaming woman, like, on a college campus. Like, that's why people think Why that... are you as a man? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's what is happening... Like that is, if you would have even asked me before we started this fucking podcast today, if I was going, I probably would have said no. And I might've even laughed, but like the more I'm thinking about it is like, I'm basing my opinion off of this, off of the loudest and most obscene people that are arguing about this yeah. online. And like the reality is like, I don't believe in this movement, but I believe in every single fucking person that is willing to show up for it. You know? Right. Yeah. I, I want, want everybody fight. to have health care. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm going to go, even though it's on the Sabbath, I might go. <laughs> fuck yeah um well thank you guys so much for hopping on and uh going on this journey for us uh no prep no prep time no notes nothing we fucking raw dog this uh, podcast we raw dogged it, it we did it live we did it fuck we it did it, we fuck did it. it live <laughs> fuck it we'll do it live it was really fun um do you guys want to plug anything before before we get out of here uh no nah, just my my twitter is back um, evil Canadel, E V E L K N E I D E L. I know you didn't catch that. Whatever, it's cool. That's me on Twitter. We'll post it That's on it. the Patreon. Awesome. Kennedy, uh, I'm at Kennedy T. Cooper on Twitter. I do a lot of stuff at NSF Wonks for politics, Sentai Truther for Power Rangers. Oh my stuff. fucking god! <laughs> Andrew was on Sentai Truther recently. Yeah, he told me. <laughs> okay, I don't know if this is like a me thing or what, but the last. Three podcasts I've been on. Every single time, the the hosts were like, "Yeah, it's usually about an hour, and it's gone over two hours all three times." I'm like, "Am I just talking too much, or am I just a natural?" Like, well, also, <laughs> we have we're recording on Thursday, aren't we? What? Were we streaming with Kenzo? No, I don't think so. I have to work. Uh, that's fine. We'll we'll Thursday, talk about this. Yeah. Um, well, listeners, thank you so much. Uh, it's great to have you on board. Tell your friends. Send us emails. And um, we fu we fucking love you, dude. We love you guys so much. Um, <laughs> it, was, if, it was a pleasure. Yeah. Everybody loves... Raymond. Raymond. <laughs> and and our listeners. And our also listeners. Long Island. Everybody loves Long Island. We'll Real see you next week. <laughs> Free Britney. <laughs> <laughs>